This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, fellow investors, and welcome to Invest Talk. We are back with high fidelity audio. It feels good again. So thank you for tuning in to this Thursday, April 2nd, 2020 edition of Invest Talk. And you know, the reality of dealing with the coronavirus crisis is turning everything upside down. And, you know, we had a big down day in the market yesterday and a decent uh, up day today. It didn't recover all our losses, but about half of it. Uh, and we're in what I would call the assessment phase of this bear market, right? We had the initial leg. Uh, the economic damage is clearly here. And now people are assessing what this means, the length and severity of this downturn. And, you know, at this point, I think we are longing for the day when we do not have to talk about the coronavirus. But the bottom line is, it's taking over the world in a lot of bad ways, including economically. And, you know, we talked uh, here and there about the health impact. And obviously, it's it's bad. And uh, I think... Everybody's on guard now, which is the first step, right, to solving the problem. But because uh, many countries were too late to the game, including our own here in the United States, uh, to to crack down, uh, we're dealing with something that's a little a little tough to deal with, <laughs> very tough to deal with. And this is going to be with the world for many, many months. I think I don't think what's talked about enough yet is what's going to happen in emerging markets, your third world countries. India just shut down last week, and they have 1.4 billion people living in slums, living on trash heaps. Uh, a lot of them, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them, and it's going to it's going to be bad. So there are going to be some great there are going to be some great positives that come out of this. Hopefully, we'll be more together as a human race uh, and as countries because we're all fighting the same enemy, right? We're all human beings. We're all fighting the same enemy. um, And we have to reassess what this means to be human, to be a citizen of the world. And I think a lot of great changes are going to come out of this. But in the meantime, we're going to have a lot of pain. With change, often comes pain and volatility, and that's what we're seeing now. A lot of uncertainty. Now, our goal here is to help you work through this volatility, work through this uncertainty, and find the opportunities, because there are opportunities out there. This isn't a market. There's never really a market where there's nothing available to purchase. It's about being selective and finding those companies that are going to benefit from these type of markets and economies. Now, I'm Justin Klein. I hope you'll call me in this hour with your question and through this Invest Talk radio program and podcast to help, I can help you become a better investor. And one way Steve and I do that is by implementing a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So we're not like normal investment advisors 
we're dedicated to unbiased guidance, right? We don't collect a commission on trades or pitching uh, mutual funds. We don't get 12B1 fee kickbacks on mutual funds, things like that. We're very transparent. So we only recommend investment strategies that we implement for ourselves. And so we're going to try to guide you. And your phone calls are most important. It's the best way that we can help guide you is by answering your calls on our 24-hour listener line. 888-99 chart is the number. Now, due to the coronavirus, Steve has canceled his April portfolio review consultation trips in Houston and Chicago. Uh, but we are doing a lot via Skype, telephone, Zoom, etc. So if you want to set that up, don't hesitate to reach out to our office in Irvine, California. You can head over to investtalk.com and just click on the Contact Us button and send us a message. Now, my main talking point today concerns the story when the pandemic eventually subsides, the economic impact will be felt unevenly depending on what part of the country you are in. So which states could suffer the biggest coronavirus job losses and which ones will bounce back? Some will suffer badly and bounce back slowly. Others will suffer bad but bounce back pretty hard, which we're going to talk about those as well. Also, where are we in, you know, what is this market right now, right? Where we felt the great unwind over the last month and a half, right, through most of March. It was vicious, and it was vicious because there was a lot of deleveraging from funds, and most of that's behind us. But does that mean you should be relaxed? And I'm going to talk about why that may not be so. Maybe, you know, what mindset you should have and what phase we should we are in in this bear market. So I'm going to talk about that more deeply. Also, real estate lending. This is an area that is feeling the squeeze and it's going to bite the real estate market hard. Now, the real estate market is in the epicenter of this problem like it was last time. But I've always said it's going to be a side effect. Right? It's going to have a side effect. Just like the stock market was a side effect of bad real estate loans and poor banking. Right? It affected the entire economy. This is an economic shock that is feeding through the other way to banks and real estate especially. So we're going to touch on that. And then lastly, the Fed is easing its capital requirements for banks and I'm going to talk about what that means and whether that's a good thing, near term, long term, uh, etc. So that's what's on my mind today. 888 chart, 888 is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. And I urge you to get your call in sooner rather than later. Now, how did the market do today? Let's check in on that. We had a pretty decent update. A lot of it had to do with oil. Oil was up. On the back of President Trump saying he talked to Saudi Arabia and they're going to cut by 10 billion barrels per day. That boosted oil prices. And something that's been underappreciated about this sell-off is the oil collapse. And oil collapse, not just because of demand collapse, but also because of a supply, or sorry, a market share fight between Russia and Saudi Arabia. And that has put a lot of oil bonds on their heels, oil stocks on their heels, crimps or hurt balance sheets of banks and just crimp liquidity overall in the system 
and then on top of that you have the coronavirus. So yes, the coronavirus has caused a lot of economic harm that's fed into stocks, but a big part of that also is the oil collapse as well. So the fact that that bounced back definitely hurt, uh, helped the market overall. NASDAQ was up 2%, S&P up 2 and 3 quarters percent, but small caps are le up less than 1%. So a decent update, but definitely not anything crazy. So that was the market for today. And once again, I do expect a lot of choppiness, uh, generally to the upside modestly for the for the month, but I do eventually think we roll over. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and we present this program with five new show, shows each week, Monday through Friday. It is broadcast and streamed live at 4 o'clock to the time of hour. And whenever you have an investment question, I encourage you to contact myself or Steve Peasley at KP Financial. Or you can explore our podcast library. You can search, listen, and subscribe. So please take a question or a second to rate the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. It's Thursday, and you are listening to Invest Talk. The coronavirus pandemic has had a major impact on our economy and the stock market. This means you'll have serious finance and investment questions. Justin Klein is here now, and he's ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Michael in Florida looking at Core Civic CXW. And let me guess, you're after that nice, juicy 18% dividend. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for taking my call. Yes, I bought a 20, uh, and I'm kind of burning a little bit, and I understand, you know, the EPS, uh, the dividend is more than the EPS. It's probably going to be cut like you insinuated. But I'm thinking, you know, uh, if unemployment's going to go up, that's going to lead to more crime. Um, you know, I was just wondering, do you think it's worth buying more, or do you think it's just not worth adding or selling? What, what are your thoughts? Well, typically this type of company is, is going to go up in – a poor market. Now, for everyone else, this is Core Civic. This is one of the largest correctional facility REITs in the country. And about a $1.1 billion market cap. They do have a decent amount of debt, about $2 billion in debt on their balance sheet, which is not uncommon for REITs. Uh, they've been brought down by the REIT sector overall. Uh, you know, A lot of REITs are going to have trouble, especially your mortgage REITs, any com commercial REITs, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, this would be considered commercial, but obviously not cyclical in, in a lot of ways. Now, the biggest worry for this name is the legislation out of Washington and who gets in next. And that's probably why I think this is uh, a, a no for me. Now, six months ago when the economy was cruising on a high streak and Trump was had a good good odds of, of getting reelected, uh, I would say... I think the, the negative sentiment around the name is too much. But with, I think, the way that Trump handled this, uh, this crisis, um, I think it's going to weigh heavily on his chances, uh, as well as, obviously, the, the economy being in, in a tough spot. So 
I really think that if a Democrat gets in, there's going to be major criminal justice reform. And with that comes a lot of uncertainty around these jails. Are they going to nationalize them? Right. Uh, and I think there's too much uncertainty in this, uh, this market for these names. So I would absolutely pass on CXW now that I think Trump's t chances of being reelected are a lot, lot lower. If I thought he was going to be reelected, I would say maybe it's a good bet because uh, we'll extend the privatization of jails for a little longer. Uh, but in this market, with this much debt, with that overhang, uh, I'm going to pass on it. And once again, anything that's yielding about 18%, it's probably yielding that much for a particular reason. Make sense, Michael? Yes. Uh, so you anticipate it's going to be cut then? Well, the dividend's for sure going to get cut. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Uh, they're paying more than their, their cash flow, adding debt on their balance sheets on a consistent basis in order to do it. And that's just not sustainable long term. Their debt has gone from about $1.4 billion just in 2017 to about $2 billion. So their, their debt has grown about 25% over the past few years just in order to pay that dividend or yeah, pay that dividend. So uh, I think it's definitely going to get cut and I would not be owning CXW. Thank you. Thanks for the call. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. If you are serious about achieving financial freedom, you have got to be prepared for market volatility. That is why you need to make sure that your portfolio is strategically balanced. And, you know, Invest Talk listeners are invited to contact myself or Steve Peasley to set up a portfolio review assessment. These are one on one sessions. Uh, sit down if we can, you know, start to travel again. But We've done many of these over Skype. We can share screens, uh, video conferencing today is so much easier, Skype, Zoom, uh, or just a phone call. It's really up to you. So these are no-cost portfolio consultations. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. COVID-19 pandemic has forced millions of people to stay home, which is getting in the way of everyone's normal exercise routine. Gyms are closed, people are stuck inside, and tightness and stiffness are afflicting us all. This is the perfect time to focus on your personal health and wellness. And I know you have heard me say this before, but recently I discovered this great product to reduce my pain and stiffness caused by sitting too long at my desk doing research and talking to clients. It has 13 all-natural ingredients and is sold in hundreds of doctor's offices, pharmacies, and gyms, and spas throughout the country. This muscle rub made by Quanta, a publicly traded applied science company, has patented technology proven to supercharge key ingredients and make them perform five times more effectively within the human body. It is optimized to drastically reduce both pain and inflammation naturally. I know this sounds too good to be true, but they have the white papers to prove it. I use their various health and wellness products every day and find a host of different benefits. Additionally, for a limited time, listeners of our program can receive promotional discount pricing at buyquanta.com. Use the promo code INVEST to save 20% on your first order. In fact, Quanta is so highly confident you'll be pleased with their products, that's why they offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied with the results. Again, simply use the code INVEST to save 20% at buyquanta.com. B-U-Y. Q-U-A, 
nta.com. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Ogie from Edgewater, New Jersey. Uh, thank you very much for your show. I appreciate all the content you guys are uh, putting putting around. My question is, I want to have your thoughts on Garmin. So Garmin Limited, they took a beating like the rest of the market. However, they have a strong cash position. They pay a dividend and their sales and diversification looks great. So I uh, would appreciate your thoughts and looking forward to the answer on your show. Thank you. All right, this is Garmin. We actually owned this last year for some of our clients. Uh, made decent profit on it. I forgot exactly how much it was, but uh, we had sold it some months ago. So we like the name, uh, but the and, and you're correct. And one of the reasons we like the name is because they have zero long-term debt. They're in a fantastic financial position. Uh, they didn't lever themselves up. They're po- they, they produce positive free cash flow. Uh, yields about 3.1% now, solid dividend. Their cash to pay ratio is about 72%, a little bit higher than uh, we like, but still plenty fine. The problem is, is that their business is cyclical. I've been preaching non-cyclical businesses that have good balance sheets, and this definitely checks the balance sheet part. Now, Garmin, what they do is they produce GPS-enabled hardware and software for five verticals, fitness, outdoor, auto, aviation, and marine. And my issue here is that on the auto, aviation, and marine side, you're definitely going to see a hit to their business. So three of their five verticals are going to have some issues, and that worries me. That worries me, and that's why I wouldn't buy it quite yet. It's it's It needs a little bit more... Um, downside for me to really see that erosion that's probably going to happen with their business to uh, to happen, right? To uh, to be priced in, excuse me. And so right now it's down about, what is it down from its all-time high? About uh, 30%. I think this needs to get down to about $50 a share. Now we're at 73 At 50 I would say the decline in the economy is priced in. So far, not yet. I don't think it is. So $50 is my price on Garmin GRMN, but I like what you're looking at with a clean balance sheet. This is very, very important for people to focus on our clean balance sheets. Alex in South Carolina, he wants to talk about travel stocks. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing great. What kind of travel stocks are you looking at? Well, I was asking if you had a, a choice to invest uh, either in, like, let's say, Delta or Royal Caribbean. And I know they might not be the best coronavirus stocks at the moment, but I'm talking about, like, in a year, two years uh, notice. Which one would you rather do, the airline industry or the cruise industry? Ooh, that is a very, very hard one. Um, both are going to have major problems over the next few years and to me this comes down to balance sheet so 
which ones have the cleanest balance sheet are going to be able to withstand this this downturn. Uh, I, I don't know enough about Delta Airlines and their their balance sheet, but I think both of them have the potential to go bankrupt over the next uh, few years. So to me, it's all about the companies that have the least amount of debt. And based on what I'm seeing here, it looks like Delta has the least amount of debt, uh, but doesn't mean they can't collapse underneath it. I, I've always dislike the airline industry as a whole. I, I think long-term cruises will come back, uh, but it's going to take a little while. So um, the, the airline industry is has a high, high fixed cost, right? Leasing planes, cost of owning planes, and you have the cost of, of, of all your of all your uh, workers, your pilots, and they they have their own unions, right? And so I don't like that. Um, so I don't like either. <laughs> but to me, it's more once again balance sheet. Which ones can withstand themselves during this time? And Royal Caribbean might be worse financially in the near term, but if they have a better balance sheet, they're going to come out the other end stronger. Hope that helps. Thanks for the call, Alex. 888.99 chart, 888.992-4278. Now, with mortgage rates at record lows, many people want to refinance their mortgages, but the problem is that banks have been swamped. Demand is so high, but the funding for mortgages is still lagging. Still lagging. Mortgage rates still uh, are sitting well above their kind of long-term average of their premium above the 10-year treasury. Right, we're still at about 3.6. That's 300 basis points above the 10-year treasury. When typically it's about 200 basis points. <clears throat> now, mortgage applications to purchase a home fell 11% last week. So even with you know, we, even with interest rates low, in general, people aren't going out purchasing homes. So the demand uh, isn't there, and you can see that's probably going to spike the level of inventory in the marketplace. Now the ten or the 10, fifteen years at three point uh, still about three point five as well. So you're not getting that much of a drop on the fifteen year mortgage either. So the mortgage market is dysfunctional, and that's going to feed into real estate prices in the near term. And I think we're in for a world of hurt in the real estate market. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and we present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday. It's broadcast and streamed live in the four o'clock Pacific time hour, and now I'm taking your questions live. So get your calls in now at 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things. The prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off the need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. 
The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial Consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Justin Klein is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz. Let's talk about Johnson & Johnson. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, uh, you want to talk about Johnson & Johnson? You own it? You looking to buy it? I'm looking to buy it. I... I own some in VHT, you know, the the, the ETF, but I'd mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. buy it. I feel like I kind of missed it. Um, it's been going up, and uh, so I was thinking of putting a limit order in, um, and I wanted your advice about, uh, you know, if I were to do that, like what price should I put that limit order in, um, and or should I just buy, you know, a half a position now and then put the limit order in for half a position later um what would you do well we bought this uh week and week before last about at 115 116 was our price now it's at 133 mm-hmm. so we bought it for a lot of our a couple of i think two or three of our strategies and mm-hmm. we like the name it has a strong balance sheet they're working on a vaccine they clearly have a non-cyclical business pays a nice three percent dividend uh, and so these are the t- this is the type of name that we are looking to add to the portfolio, and obviously did add. Uh, and so uh, I like what you're looking at. I like where your head's at. Love the business. Love the love the name. Uh, so I think it's potential to get back down into that 115 level. I think that's certainly possible. You know, we're going to have major sell-offs in the market, and even though. This is a, a strong business and still and relatively cheap. It's going to get caught up in, from time to time in market sell-offs. Now, does it get all the way back to one fifteen? Maybe not, but you know, one twenty is probably an area that I would absolutely create that uh, that limit order and pick it up there. I'd be happy to own it once again, kind of at one twenty. So I don't think you missed out because there's eventually going to be market pullbacks. Um, you know, maybe you can go lower than one, uh, 110, which was the low just a couple weeks ago. Uh, but definitely should be putting a limit order in, maybe a little bit lower, and you'll probably get filled at some point when we have major market downturns. Thanks for the call, John. That was Johnson & Johnson. Now let's keep going. Here's, here comes another caller question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen, Justin. This is Bob from Scottsdale. Love your show. I have an interesting problem. I was lucky enough to sell most of my stocks the end of February, and I've also liquefied a real estate investment that I had. As a result, I have about 50% of my 
net worth in cash right now, and I want to get it back into the market in conservative investments. I was thinking of putting in investments uh, twice a week over the space of three months in the same dollar amount to average out. I was wondering if you felt that that was too long a period of time to do this, too short a period of time, and if it's too short, how long would you take to get the money back in? Thanks for your help. Well, that's a tough question because what do you mean by conservative investments? Are you talking about bonds? Are you talking about corporate bonds, high-grade corporate bonds? Are you talking about treasuries? You're talking about blue chip stocks. I don't really know what you're talking about. Now, if you were a client of ours, we would get your money in. Uh, we set up an account at TD Ameritrade, and we would slowly buy for our, what we feel are good conservative companies with good balance sheets, non-cyclical, and we'd buy them as the opportunities come. They have strong dips. We pick them up, have a better dividend yield, have better long-term prices. That's the way we would do it. So that's the way I would advise you to do it. Uh, if this is going to be a longer-term bear market. And when I say longer-term, you know, probably closer to 18 months than one year. And most bear markets are a year to two years long. Sometimes they bleed into that third year. Uh, 2000 to 2003 downturn was similar. was kind of like that, right? You had a, kind of a drawn-out bear market. It wasn't as strong of a bear market, but it was more drawn-out. This one's been strong to start, and that probably means it's going to be strong to end and will be uh, probably in that 12 to 18 month time frame. But there are going to be great opportunities as you go along. Johnson & Johnson is a great example of that. We've just picked up and you're going to find those opportunities but you have to be monitoring the market and you can't just buy willy-nilly. You know, you, you buy now, you miss the 10, 15% run in that type of name. So you have to be very focused on the type of businesses that you own. You can't just buy the indexes. If you're indexing, you're going to get slaughtered. Why? Because most companies over the last decade, especially those in the S&P 500, they've been leveraging up their balance sheet, right? They've been creating financial engineering to create higher share price by lowering share count, boosting their earnings per share because of it, which pushes the stock price up, reducing the share count, reducing the, uh, the, the available shares out there to trade. So Natural supply demand, supply of shares goes down, price tends to go up. This is enriched shareholders, not shareholders, shareholders, but also mainly the executives through stock options. But they've done that by leveraging up the balance sheet, creating a lot of debt on their balance sheet, and that is going to hurt majority of the companies that are on the major indexes. And so if you buy indexes, you're going to be dragged down with all those other companies. But there are going to be ones that are the gems, diamonds in the rough, that have not done that type of thing, that have invested in their business and have strong cash flows, non-cyclical businesses that are going to do very well in this environment. So thanks for the call. Great question. Now let's touch on layoffs. We just had three, what was the total today? 6.65 million layoffs. That's on top of 3.3 billion. So let's call it's rounded to 10 million layoffs over the past couple of weeks. And the hope is that once we kind of get back to business as usual, 
to some degree, a lot of those people will be hired back, and that's certainly probably true. However, it's going to be uneven. And many of the regions that are feeling the biggest impact right now are going to come back strong, and others are going to come back weak. Now, what areas will come back strong? I think that is the industrial side of the economy. Your Texas, uh, oh no, sorry, that's that's energy. The energy that's the energy side. Uh, Florida, Nevada, those are not going to do very well because they're tourism heavy, and I think tourism is going to be hurt for a while. The Midwest and Northeast states, those are manufacturing areas of the of the country. And once you kind of get the plants restarted, I think most of those people are going to be rehired. And not only that, but over time, more and more manufacturing is going to come back to America. This is the start, the trigger for deglobalization. It was already kind of starting, but I think it's going to accelerate. And governments are going to help with that. They're going to push on companies, maybe to subsidize them, in order to bring certain manufacturing back here to the United States. One example are face masks, right? We have a shortage because all of them are made overseas. And I think the governments are going to look at what products are vital, what products are vital, and find ways to get those produced here in the United States. And that is going to create what what I call cost push inflation, as well as more business here in the United States, which is good, on the industrial side. Now, energy, I think, is going to stay low for a little while, as long as Russia and Saudi Arabia are in a fight, and the economy is relatively weak, oil is probably going to stay relatively low. Now, is it going to stay in the 20s, in the teens? Probably not. That's too low for any length of time for it to stay, because too many oil rigs will be shut off. There's going to be no new oil rigs coming on for a good amount of time. There's going to be bankruptcies, which are going to shut down a lot of the the supply. And those areas, I think, are going to be a little slower to come back, especially if oil does not get back above kind of the $35, $40 barrel mark. I'm Justin Klein. I listen to Invest Talk, and you're in good company. And we keep down low statistics. And we know that in March, for example, we topped Three quarters of a million downloads, 750,000. Pretty amazing. So Steve and I thank you for that. So please be sure to tell your friends and family members about InvestTalk and our website, investtalk.com. We have some resources over there to help you build a solid financial future. And if you're unsure how to start, I suggest you take the Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. It'll help you define your investment comfort zone and then help you define, or not define, develop a strategy that is in line with that. And if you need help with that, you can always reach out to us and we will guide you. And of course, you can call our KP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. Set up a call, Skype call, phone call, Zoom call, whatever fits you, we want to help you. So give us a call at our Irvine, California offices. That once again is 800-557-5461. That's how you get through to our offices. But for now, our phone lines for InvestTalk are open at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have an important schedule change to announce. Due to the coronavirus, Steve Peasley has canceled his April trips to Houston and Chicago. However, Steve is making appointments for his no cost and no obligation portfolio reviews via telephone consultation or two way video Skype consultation. 
So you can reach out to Steve Peasley or Justin Klein now through investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Sitaram, long-time listener. I love your show. Thank you. I would like to buy Markel, M-K-L. It is more like a well-diversified mutual fund, similar to Berkshire Hathaway. And I'm looking at dollar cost averaging into it to 10% of my portfolio. I would love to know your opinion on this. Thank you. Bye. Markel. Let's see, what do they do? Primary business is property and casualty insurance, and they focus on specialty lines ranging from areas such as executive liability to commercial equine insurance. That's interesting. So kind of very niche areas of the insurance market. And it's about a $12 billion market cap, but their profits are all over the place from making $129 a share in 2019, but they lost $9.55 a share in 2018, and they made $40 a share in 2020. I'm assuming that has to do with kind of bad years and kind of sub-markets and good years, uh, and kind of being all in the clear as well, maybe in 2019. I don't know really enough about this business. Let me look at kind of the long-term profitability of this. I like the fact that they seem to have minimal debt on their balance sheet, only about $3.5 billion in long-term debt. So that seems to be good. Uh, but it has dropped about 32% from the high. No dividend yield. Hmm. Good positive free cash flow and growing over time. So I like that. So a lot of times, this is where earnings reports can kind of be wonky and really not understand the strength of the business. Their return equity, though, seems to be all over the place. And long term, it only sits around 5 to 7%. And that worries me as well, that it's not that high. Financial leverage. I like the cash flow. But I just don't, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have a real sense of the business, to be honest with you, for me to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Shares have been growing over time. You know, I, it's not cheap enough. I don't really understand it well enough. And I just don't like it. If I don't understand the business, I can't really speak to it. I don't want to own it. I know people call it the Berkshire Hathaway. I'm, I'm reading a report on that. But Berkshire Hathaway is more diversified. Yes, it's focused on insurance, but they have other industrial names as well. So I rather own Berkshire, right? If I can understand that business, I understand Geico a lot better, as well as a lot of their uh, industrial names underneath their umbrella. So I would pass on this because I just don't understand it. Let's touch on where we are in the market. Okay, we had this large unwind from a lot of funds, especially your risk parity funds, and it's been estimated that about 85 to 90% of the leverage in risk parity funds have been squeezed out of that market, and that was one of the big reasons why we had such quick volatility over in the month of March was because of massive unwinds of risk parity funds, hedge funds, private equity funds, right? And 
these are areas that apply leverage through derivatives and most of that is behind us for to a degree okay so that's why you're see not seeing those quick four five percent down days constantly that we were seeing before now we're in this assessment of what is the economic damage you know stocks haven't fallen more than 5% in any of the past 10 trading dates after doing so four times in the month of March. So the VIX remains elevated and the Fed has stepped in to improve the function of the markets and kind of the clearing out of asset prices over that time is, is behind us. But this is where large pension funds and non-leveraged funds are looking to reduce their risk, right? It was too fast for them to really react before. And now it's about reassessing the damage to both the markets and the economy. And that's why you're likely to see more selling in the future as the economy is reassessed. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. And we have one goal here is to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this last break. So get your questions in right now at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, the idea of retiring now may seem reckless. So, how can you handle your money and emotions in the middle of a health and financial crisis? That story tomorrow. But now, Justin Klein is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Justin, 888 99Chart. Hey, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Slumberjay. It's a simple SLP. I own it. I'm at a significant loss at this point, but uh, oil services companies, particularly in the, in the tech field, won't necessarily go away. And I know it's responding to the price of oil. I just don't know just how tethered Schlumberger is actually tied to the price of oil. Obviously, it's tied to the number of contracts they can write with oil companies. Lots of debt, but uh, lots of cash flow. So I was wondering if I could hear your thoughts. Look forward to hearing your answer on the program. Thank you. Uh, we like Schlumberger long term. Uh, we actually own it uh, recently from for some managed accounts. Uh, their debt has come down pretty dramatically from about twenty one billion in twenty sixteen to about fifteen billion now. Clearly, they're, they're going to have uh, they're going to have some pain along with the rest of the industry. But you're right. This is oil service name, and they're still going to need oil services because companies are still pumping. Uh, even though that's going to slow down, they're going to need some concessions from the likes of Schlumberger. Uh, but I think they're going to they're going to be all right. Uh, but it's a long slog. Uh, I think this is going to take a while for it. They're probably going to cut their dividend, but they'll eventually come out of it. And uh, I think stronger because they're one of the best in the industry. Top uh, two or three, definitely oil service names uh, in the world. Broad global diversification. So we like Slumberjay, but you know it's best in breed. But it might take a little while for this to get back going. Oil's going to need to really get back above, like I said, that $35, $40 barrel mark for this uh, for the industry as a whole to come back strong. And I think there's going to need to be more bankruptcies and, and uh, bankruptcies from the drillers, the marginal shale players, the small shale players. I mean, the oil industry right now, you want to focus on quality, the high quality names, the businesses and companies that are 
the leaders in the industry, not the also-rans. Thanks for the call. Now, let's close on real estate, real estate loans. Uh, this is where you're seeing a lot of upset in the commercial mortgage real estate market. Uh, you're having a lot of these mortgage REITs, especially commercial mortgage REITs, Apollo, Apollo Global Management is one of them. This is, I think, the first knock-on effect, okay? And that's really what we're waiting for here. The market has sold off on the news of coronavirus, and there hasn't been any major blow-up here. Right? We just had one shale name go bankrupt today. That's good. Uh, you know, there's going to be small little bankruptcies and problems, but there hasn't. There's not a major blow-up so far. But there will be a knock-on effect, and I think the first knock-on effect is going to come in the commercial mortgage market. It has been an area of the economy that has been taking way too much risk. You have valuations that are back near highs, above the highs from 08 or 07, I guess is the peak. And there was a lot of bad lending. And the first warning sign recently was in Brooklyn, New York. Developer Red Sky Capital planned to replace an entire block of low-rise buildings and put up some mixed-use skyscrapers on March 1st. They stopped making payments on a $154 million loan, and the lender was Apollo Commercial Real Estate Finance. They're a mortgage REIT sponsored by Apollo Global Management. And a lot of private equity firms, hedge funds, and REITs have kind of dominated this riskier area of the commercial real estate market. So if you own mortgage REITs, you own REITs that are not your kind of boring mortgage REITs or boring REITs, they're going to run into trouble. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about with understanding balance sheets, understanding leverage, understanding where dividends are coming from. And I covered this a few weeks back about what dividend investing is. And uh, too many people focus on the dividend. It's one of the last things you should be looking at when you're and trying to buy a dividend investor is what the dividend yield is. It should be what's the sustainability of the business? What's the cyclicality of the business? What's the balance sheet look like? Those are far more important than the top, the, the yield on the dividend. Because dividends can be cut. And in times like this, many will be, and you don't want to be in names that are cutting their dividends. I'm Justin Klein. This completes another Invest Talk program, and I will return on Monday. Steve Peasley will host the program tomorrow. And please remember that you and your friends can access our free Invest Talk podcast downloads at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Be sure to listen, rate, and review. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 
1-800-227-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 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 